1.5 KUNV. I'm your host, Karen Jean Charles, and I'm here with Jada Germain and Renee Scott, and we're talking about Black-owned businesses and people of color-owned businesses today. So local businesses are the backbone of our communities. We spoke about capitalism in a previous episode, and in that episode, we mentioned Jeff Bezos and, uh, and Amazon. A way to combat giving these mega corporations who exploit their workers' money money is by shopping small and shopping from Black-owned and people-of-color-owned businesses. I remember during the beginning of quarantine, racist people were completely avoiding Asian restaurants and shops because they were convinced that they were spreading the virus, which is totally absurd. And during the Black Lives Matter protests in 2020, people made it a point to shop small and to shop Black. But where has that gone since then? A lot of local businesses have closed since then and are struggling to get back on their feet right now. So before you go directly to Amazon to find something, try sourcing from local businesses first. Instead of going to that fast food chain, try that local spot right next to it. I also want to reiterate that these suggestions are for people who can afford it and not to not people who are unable to afford it. By all means, do what is within your budget and don't feel guilty about that. But if you can't afford to do so, do so. So let's talk about some Black and people of color owned businesses today. I just want to remind you that you're listening to You Gonna Listen at 91.5 KUNV. I'm your host, Karen Jean Charles, and I'm here with Jada Germain and Renee Scott. And we're talking about Black owned and people of color owned business businesses today. So first, I want to thank you both for coming. Hey, yeah, good to be here, yeah. So, <laughs> so awesome. Can you guys tell me what your name is, where you go to school, or what and what do you sell? Hey, y'all. My name is Jada Germain. I am a current student at Savannah State University in Savannah, Georgia. Um, I am a senior, and the business that I have is the Zenergy Lounge. I sell crystals and um, other holistic items like sage um, for, you know, your spiritual being. Mm. Okay. What about you, Renee? I love that. <laughs> okay, so yeah. um, my name is Renee Scott. I'm currently not a student yet, but I am in the process of going to the United States Air Force mm. so that the government can pay for my culinary school. Come on, somebody. Okay, per. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I did have my business, I uh, made a slogan Back when I was a sophomore in high school, it was called uh, UBTBS, the letters mm. UBTBS, and that stands for Unbothered by the Bull. And then eventually, I just kind of turned that into a clothing line. Mm-hmm. Um, since since then, you know that's that's in my past now, but I'll I'll, I'll always love that idea, and I really feel like I learned a lot from that experience. Mm. So, what inspired you guys to start your business? Like, what pushed you to start in the first place um I'll start um so during the whole quarantine period and like being stuck in the house and bored in the house and in the house bored (laughs) I (laughs) I very much like wanted to find a hobby or just something that I can you know do that's gonna you know make me money because you know running a business is about you know putting out items and stuff like that for customers but essentially 
businesses are there for the person to make money. So Mm -hmm. um, I started a business and it's no longer in business anymore. We kind of shut that down. But I noticed that with that first business, I wasn't as passionate um, Mm -hmm. with that first business. And I felt like if I wanted to be a business owner, it had to be something that I really enjoyed and really loved a lot. So once I realized, you know, I love crystals and I love, you know, learning more about spirituality and things like that. I just thought to myself, like, why not, you know, make money selling a product that you're more familiar with and that, you know, that you love. So Mm -hmm. that was definitely my inspiration for starting my crystal business, my little baby. So (laughs) I I love it so much. (laughs) For me, um, what, what prompted me to start that business? Honestly, I'm going to piggyback off of what she said. That business, I was not extremely passionate about it because clothing, I love clothes. I love it. I've come into um, me growing my own my own personal style and the clothes that we were making, me and my business partner at the time, um, were those types of clothes. And so that was, that was really where I got the enjoyment out of it, but also, and I I feel like this is where my passion was, the actual concept of Mm. the clothing, the, the slogan, the, the brand. And back then I, this, we actually dropped this last year in July. Mm -hmm. And of course it was in the middle of complete and total chaos um, in the country, a lot of racial tension going on. And I took that, and I took that slogan that I created before all of this happened and I made it so that it was kind of like an encouragement piece mm. to people of color and black folk, because I really feel like it was a lot of BS going on. And I know that BS goes on, you know, every day, all mm. day, and it's been happening in this country for centuries, but I really feel like I just needed something to put out there that came from my own brain, my own heart. And that's where the passion was. I really mm. wanted to just put it out there as encouragement for people who look like me, you mm. know, and for even for the people who don't really look like me, but they are in the same boat as a minority because we're, 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 we're going to be living with this for as long as we live here. You know, it's, it's not going anywhere in this country. In my personal opinion, it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like, one of the things that we can always do is encouragement, 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 because I feel like that push for our community specifically, it, it pushes us to start those businesses, to live our dreams, despite the restrictions that we have in this country. And I felt like my acronym was really pushing that. So speaking of which, when you guys were starting your business, I know, Renee, you just spoke a little bit about this, but did being Black have much to do with it? Like, did it um, give you an advantage? Did it give you a new perspective? Did it, you know, hinder the process a little bit? Like, how does uh, your Blackness affect your business? That's a really good question. Thank you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I definitely think that and I hate to say it, but we are not as, uh, we're just not quick to jump to go support our own people, you Mm -hmm. know? And 
initially, like when it first started out and stuff, when I first started my business is both, it was a lot of support in the beginning. Mm. But then as time started to, you know, do a thing, I just feel like, you know, that support started to slowly but surely go away. Mm. And I just feel like, you know, it's more difficult for people of color and minorities and black people to have that consistent support, Mm. like starting out small um, versus other people, I'll say. Um, But I don't know, like, I wouldn't say, I don't know, because in terms of like hindering my business experience, um, I don't know. I don't know if I could say like, that my blackness took away from me being successful or anything, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, there's, you know, plenty of black successful business owners. And, you know, of course we, we going to stand those people. Right. Um, but um, yeah, that's a really good question. I like that question. You better go Karen. I love to see it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> how about you, Renee? Okay, so repeat the question real quick. Um, how does your blackness affect your business? Does it give you an advantage? Does it, you know, did you ho- it hold you back a little, you know, something like that? The answer to my answer to your question is a little hard to navigate mm-hmm. because um, it was so small. And, you know, because of the lack of passion that I had in it and some tips that um, I ran into with mm-hmm. the business partner, I'm no longer um, owner of that business. I handed it off to that person. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, you know, because my heart just wasn't in the clothing line. It was in the brand, mm. but it wasn't in the clothing line. And that's where that's where it was at. I couldn't, you know, give my 100% into it. But um, I definitely think that had it gone, like, big, I really feel like my blackness would have, help it go forward Mm. because like I said, I kind of made that slogan into a pillar of encouragement Mm -hmm. for my brand. And that was specifically for, I was talking to and targeting black people and people of color. And I feel like that's definitely something sort of like a megaphone Mm. to our communities. And so I think that only comes from, you know, my blackness that, that, that would have only came from my blackness, that, that genuine encouragement, that passion behind that itself. Mm. I really feel like my blackness would have definitely pushed that forward and pushed out that message um, a lot more. Like I, I still have a lot of, I still believe in the potential that that slogan has because, you know, it's kind of like a, nonchalant way of saying y'all can't keep us down Mm. y'all can't keep us down you know can I add something yeah of course um and I thought about this as I was um like listening but I also want to say like in terms of other people not for me personally but I do notice that with other business owners who are people of color and black per se like I honestly think that there is kind of a hindering towards their business when black people make mistakes in their own business and the way they run their business. Like say, for example, 
a hairdresser or anybody like that, they make a mistake of like just something. Mm-hmm. I just you you tend to hear somebody say, and see, that's why we don't shop with black folks because of mm, this. And you're it's so like, quick. yeah, and it's like when it comes to other businesses run by other people, they might see the mistake and be like, mm, I don't really like that, but I'm going to continue to shop with them. Mm. And it's like, we're not as empathetic and, you know, mm. compassionate when it comes to our people, when they make mistakes with their businesses. Like, and I really hate to see it, honestly, because, you know, why can't we have that same, you know, desire Grace. to shop? with our own people mm. when they make That's mistakes, good. when they're their companies, you know, that right. do the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? Yeah. I, I kind of have something to add to that. Go ahead. <laughs> and just, just, you know, thinking about it. I'm sorry, Karen. No, go ahead. This <laughs> is what it's for. Here we go. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's a trauma reaction. Mm. Like when I really think about it, because we're so critical of the people who look like us in that way and I feel like it comes from a sense of you better do this right you better get with the program you know Mm. because this country will train us to think that there's only one way of doing things only one way of being successful and if we see the our people try to do that for themselves but they not cutting it it doesn't matter if it takes them one try two tries three chances we're always going to be critical of that, mm. I think, because of the trauma reactions by what we were taught what success was. Mm. And we're just like, you know what? That needs to be better. No empathy, no none of that, because we were taught what was right mm. according to what this country likes. So and you feel if like... we see something and it's not that, despite right. the fact that it's coming from people that look like us, we're going to be critical. Mm. We're going to be like, no, no, that that's not how it should be. That's not how it, how it should be. And we don't really factor in, you know, human error because yeah. that has nothing to do with the fact that they're black. Mm. It has nothing to do with the fact that they're a, pe- a person of color. It has everything to do with the fact that they're human and mm. they make mistakes, just like all these other businesses, all these other big corporations. You know, mistakes happen yeah. all the time because at the end of the day, there's humans at the root of every business. Mm human yeah robots could be you know eased into there but even we even a robot you know in this day and age it's, it's, you know <laughs> hackers and stuff like that you know, i'm just saying like everything everything can't be perfect but we're mm. so critical right. of our people because of what success looks like what what this country has made success look like right i feel like so y'all feel that we hold Black-owned businesses to a higher standard than we do white-owned? Yes, Mm. definitely. It's unfair because it's like, I understand that, you know, you want us to be great and whatever, but why are my mistakes of greater weight than another, you know, person who were to either Mm. do the same thing or something even worse, you know? Right. Right. It does remind me of, you know, I don't want to bring him up, but Jeffree Star, um, how many allegations he's had and people still shopped with the brand all the way up to the end. Mm-hmm. That will always, you know, a little irk my spirit a little because, you know, he's caught on video being blatantly racist. Uh, 
you know, bashing women, all that. And his business, he still made millions and millions of dollars. So right. that does, when you guys are speaking about that, that's what comes to mind. I don't think if Jeffree Star was black, he would have got that many chances for sure. He would have gotten canceled. That's what mm-hmm. it would have been. He would have gotten canceled. And I see that we are very quick to cancel black people, like mm. quicker to do that than with white people. Because we talk about artists and stuff like that that make mistakes and, you know, whatever, and they get canceled. But then there's Gucci, for example, right. who is still making plenty of money, still mm. getting lots of black support and people saying, oh, I'm not going to stop shopping with Gucci because it is. And it's like, exactly. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that does remind me of, <laughs> I keep bringing up different celebrities, <laughs> but <laughs> it reminds me of Doja Cat, how yeah. people were really quick to yeah. write her off. And it all, I mean, apparently it was all fake, but um, that just reminds me that, you know, she was on top. I mean, she still kind of is on top. And then, you know, one thing can just, you know, it may have been justified or it may have not been. But still, yeah. I, I've i seen, you know, white creators go years without being reprimanded mm-hmm. for anything. Right. Right. And in comparison, um pretty sure... A lot of people know of the actor Mark Wahlberg. Mm. We know Mark Wahlberg. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he had his past. And I think anybody who who looks into it can see what he used to do Mm -hmm. when he was in his teens or in his his, his 20s. I mean, he was really violent like mm-hmm. racially violent and it, it wasn't, it wasn't even just racist. It wasn't just it like was a little ha ha and all black people. Mm-hmm. No, it was literally like fighting people of color. And I'm pretty sure black people weren't his only target. Mm-hmm. Like he it was would literally Asian seek Asian out fights. And he, he's talked about it in multiple interviews. Mm. He's given apologies and whatsoever. But, and now he's one of the actors that the black community really look at, you know, like he can come to the cookout. Oh, he cool. Mm. He cool. But when, like you said, Karen, when, when they see Doja cat, Mm. a a black woman, you know what I'm saying? Like she has some story that's not even clear all the way. (laughs) Right. And all of a sudden she's canceled. And you're right. We do hold ourselves to a much higher standard and it's not fair. It's mm-hmm. not fair. In other ways, you know, it can be encouraging to hold ourselves to a, high, a higher standard, but in most ways, it's it, it's damaging to our community. Mm. Yeah. I do want to bring it back a little bit to the business aspect, even though that was, you know, great conversation, very much needed. But you guys both mentioned, you know, having passion in, like, um, your heart was either in the business or not in the business in certain places in the business. Do you guys think that um, having a heart for the business is what's needed to be successful or is it a multitude of other factors or is that what it boils down to? I think it has a lot to do with having a passion for the business itself, the brand Mm. that you're trying to push out. Um, But I don't think that's 100%. That's a really good percentage of it Mm -hmm. because if you don't have your heart in something, you know, you could still mindlessly do it. Like you don't mm-hmm. have to put your heart in some, I mean, if you put your heart in it, it's going to 
you know, have a greater outcome rather than if you did it without your heart in it. But I think other aspects include, you know, having that business mindset, being, being able to um, get through those dry spells mm. and have enough motivation, motivation for yourself, excuse me, to keep your business going. Um, again, that has a lot, I mean, that itself has a lot to do with the heart that you have for half of your business and the passion, but it also comes from the business mindset. Mm-hmm. You got to have that business mindset. You got to have that hardworking, never give up mindset because businesses don't shoot up through the, through the roof mm-hmm. in a day unless right. it's coming from a, a celebrity already. <laughs> you know, anything that <laughs> that goes viral. big or is big, mm-hmm. it started out so so small, very very small. It started out as an idea, mm-hmm. and it had to be pushed to um, where it is today. So I think I think a lot of it has to do with heart and passion, but a good bit of it has a lot to do with the mindset you have. Mm. What about you, Jada? Um, I definitely agree with everything that she just said. Um, in terms of passion, yes, that does have a weight to it. But at the same time, like she said, you have to have the motivation to keep going because there are going to be times, months, weeks, days, hours, years where you may not make as much money as you went into it thinking that you would. Mm. And, you know, you can easily become unmotivated running a business when you're not bringing in the money that you either need to support yourself or as your pocket change to go shopping, you know, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. money definitely plays a great aspect with it as well. Because like I said, when you're coming when you're coming up with an idea to start a business, you know, of course it's, you know, what you want to do and like how you're going to do it and stuff. And you're passionate and, you know, all those things are great, but at the end of the day, you start a business to make money. So having that motivation is definitely important and understanding that, you know, it's not always going to be butterflies and rainbows and sparkles Mm -hmm. every single time is very important because, you know, you don't want to be blindsided with doubt or disappointed because you're not doing as well as you wish you were doing after a couple of weeks or months. Um, so the passion is great. And, you know, if you can keep that passion even through the unmotivated times, that's even better. Um, but there's just so many other things that, you know, should be thought of when, you know, creating those ideas of what you want to do with your business. Mm-hmm. So what did the beginning stages of you creating your business look like for you guys? The first few things that I knew I had to get down were the logo, Mm. the website, and social media. Mm -hmm. Three things that people look at first, Um, especially in this day and age, social media is so, so big. I mean, if you um, are looking for any advertisement, promotion, TV isn't the big thing anymore. It's social mm-hmm. media. You know, mm-hmm. if you can get somebody to post you, a celebrity post you on Instagram or um, somebody with a big following to sponsor you, sponsor your business on Instagram, um, Twitter, Facebook. I mean, that's really huge and it would work wonders for your business consistently. Mm-hmm. So I definitely knew I had to get an eye-catching social media up, a really good feed, you know, pictures, pictures of models with the clothing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also knew that the logo 
had to speak to the audience that I was looking looking for. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and the designs in it because it was a clothing brand. So different designs that I would start thinking about, um, I definitely knew that it had to be eye-catching. Mm. It definitely had to be eye-catching so that some people can put it on their bodies and go outside. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, <laughs> um, So definitely the logo, um, social media, website. The website I also knew had to be like really good, uh, top tier, whatever you want to call it, because whenever somebody gets interested, once they click that website button, if it looks trashy, you know, they might, you know, think twice about it, especially if it's a clothing line, you know, because there's a lot of clothing brands out here and um, they'll have really bomb websites, mm. bomb apps, you know, um, and I think it all comes from how easy it is for a consumer to navigate through it, what it looks like, is it does it look exciting to buy from? Because uh, everybody, before they hit that, that buy button, they they are being sold with their eyes, everything that they see. Mm. So logo, website, and social media, those were the things that I had in the forefront of my to-do list. That's, that's yeah, I had to work on those first. Okay. How about you, Jada? Um, I definitely agree with everything she said, but to add on, um, for me personally, um, the startup cost, was one of the first things because um, you have to have some type of money to start a business. Mm. Um, I understand some people be like, oh, I want to start a business, but I don't really have money. You don't really need a whole lot of money to start a business or at least to get started. But considering those startup costs of inventory and um, products and just really everything, like just consider those things definitely in the beginning so you can get your money together and then, you know, roll out those things. Um, also, um, a marketing plan and some people may think this is kind of extravagant and real extra, but I promise you like formulating, even if it's super duper simple, like formulating a marketing plan of how you're going to start your business, what the first three months, six months, 12 months are going to look like for your business and how you're going to get the product out to people so that they can see your business, see your products and buy. I definitely think that's important um, because, you know, you could start an Instagram with zero followers and then what, how are you going to get followers? How are you going to bring people in? So a marketing plan is definitely important. Um, Like she said, logo. I I personally didn't start my second business with a website and I still don't have a website. Um, I sell all of my products through Instagram. Um, but a website, if you have the funds to do it and the time and patience to create it is definitely important and make sure, like she said, that it looks somewhat decent because I know sometimes I'll be going on websites and maybe looking a little, um, mm-hmm. low cost, low budget <laughs> and I don't really be wanting to, uh, navigate because it just doesn't look appealing to me. And I definitely think those things are important as well. Right. So where can we find your businesses one more time? I do think that the social media is still up. It's UBTBS Clothing. The letters spell out UBTBS Clothing on Instagram. Um, The website, I believe, is is in the link of the bio. Yeah. Thanks. 
My Instagram for my crystals is the Zenergy Lounge on Instagram. T-H-E-Z-E-N-E-R-G-Y-L-O-U-N-G-E. And that's the Zenergy Lounge on Instagram. Nice. So I just want to thank you both for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you for sitting here and, you know, talking with me about your businesses and all that. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, good to be here. Thank you, Karen. No, thank you. And I just want to thank the audience, too, for listening to You Gonna Listen at 91.5 KUNV. I'm your host, Karen Jean Charles, and I will see y'all next week. Peace.